Welcome back to the Totally Mental Podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Hannah. And this is a podcast about the real messy parts of being human. Breakups, life transitions, mental health, and all the other unedited shit that doesn't make the Instagram grid, but is a part of all of our lives. We're talking about all the feels to normalize these conversations in hopes that we feel a little less alone on this roller coaster. Okay, we're finally here. We did it. We are recording remotely for the first time besides like random Zoom intros. Yeah, 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 yeah. Full episode and like a full equipment setup. Yeah. So we're trying for real. We just spent an hour and 15 minutes getting it set up and <laughs> it's it's good enough. We'll, we'll get it there. It's a work in progress, but it's yeah. a lot better than when we started, you know? Yeah. I feel like the lag is like getting better. I feel like it gets worse and then better. Yeah. So we have been resting up for the last two weeks. So let's check in. Let's see how we're doing. How are you doing, Em? How have the last two weeks been? They've been good. I feel like they've been good. Still busy getting into my workflow. Really nice to just like take some time to like be in one place for a while. I went to Florida last weekend for a little R&R, fun in the sun, drank some margaritas. I was like, I think I had gone like 103 days without alcohol. Yeah. And, like, that felt so good. But I love a margarita on the beach. So drink a lot of margaritas, ate a lot of tacos, listened to a lot of live music. So I feel like I'm refreshed or at least like on the way. Other than that, just, you know, shredding the gnar. I feel like my self-talk has been pretty tough the last few weeks. I've definitely felt like the need to engage with like some of those like I don't know, like limiting beliefs or like things that I, some ideas about myself that I picked up along the way that are like creating triggers in other areas of my life where it's obvious there's like some deeper issues going on or like some deeper things that are like triggering in different situations. So it's like present triggers, but you can feel all of the feelings you felt in the past. Yeah. And then that's the thing. And then, yeah, just doing my coaching thing. I'm working on a nighttime routine now because I like really want to focus on my sleep. So I realized like through this hundred days without alcohol, like I really love not drinking and like drinking just for like special like events and occasions or whatever. And so I think I'm just not going to drink for a long time again and like really move into the next like thing that I want to like work on and set myself up for. So I think sleep um, is going to be a big one. So she's helping me like build out a nighttime routine so that I feel a little bit more rested in the morning and like can do the things that I have been working on just better in my morning routine. So nice. Yeah. All good things. How about you? Yeah. So the last two weeks have been okay. You know, we're living life, nothing major. I have not been in any major spirals, which is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like a lot of times I have had general depression or been like super burnout and like not really had a direct problem or cause. And so over the last couple of weeks, I've just been doing like a ton of fucking work on deep seated wounds and how that affects my relationships today. And so Mm -hmm. I, in turn doing that work, that makes, you know, some present day things a little bit more difficult. So I've had to have some tough conversations and it is fucking exhausting. Like working on yourself Mm -hmm. is so exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I really have just been like, okay, I'm doing so much work that I should be tired. Earlier version of me would have felt lazy, but I just don't because I'm like, you know what? No, let yourself 
sleep a bunch, not do that much. You're doing a lot of work and you're tired. So just be tired. A hundred percent, especially like emotional work can like exhaust you in ways that you just can't anticipate. Exactly. Especially the work you're doing. You're like, what the, where did this come from? And like, now let's work through this. So exactly. It's so exhausting. And like I did like not so much recently, but like probably like two or three weeks ago, I was feeling like really depressed about just a lot of these like relationships and feeling like doing this work was making me feel more alone, which sounds bad, but it's not like I felt like I had to pull back in ways in order to create new boundaries because Mm -hmm. I was so far across like my own personal lines that I had to pull back and be on my own, be by myself, like feel my feelings and be like, okay, this is how I want to interact now. I don't know if this sounds like super fucking vague, but I'm doing my best. No, I think what you're saying is so relatable. And I think when you're so naturally open and like you can articulate your feelings so well, it's easy to like almost like overshare in the sense where you do cross your own boundaries where like some things I think are really important to like process on your own own and like give yourself that time and space to like just allow it to exist and like understand how it's affecting you and things like that before you're like able or it's healthy to like share with others, you know? Yeah. A lot of times I just always want to do what is going to make the other person feel better and like fix the problem right away and be like, everything's okay. Like I'm fine. I'll do whatever. And then lately I've been like, you know, I'm mad. Yeah. I'm going to be mad (laughs) and just like letting myself be mad and then processing that and working through it. And then I'm trying to figure out how to hear from that anger. What do I need from the situation? Where's that need coming from? You know, what's the deeper need? How can I look at it from all these different angles and how can I communicate that? So it's been, I feel like amazing, really shifting my own view of myself, but it has been exhausting. Yeah. I mean, that's super understandable. I think it's great. I'm just thinking back to our last episode with Courtney, where she talked about attachment style and Mm -hmm. how ways to become more secure in your own attachment style. And the thing that she said about anxious attachment style is it's so natural, like for anxious attachment styles to look outward and like seek outward perspectives and like verbally share. And the way that she suggested to like become more secure is turn inward more frequently Mm -hmm. in order to like hear yourself and do the work that you're doing. So I think it's awesome that while you're doing all this amazing work understanding your past and how it affects your relationships today like you're also becoming a more secure attachment so I think that's great and you should feel really like good about that or I'm just becoming anxiously attached to my therapist not really (laughs) like I don't feel those things about her like if she doesn't text me back or something but I am obsessed with her and yeah because we've been doing this stuff and and she's been really helping me like like okay this is the conversation you're gonna have literally we work through like what I'm gonna say what the reaction might be like all of those things yeah and normally I just don't do it like normally I just don't uphold the boundary because I just want everybody to feel good so then when I did it, I was like, I can't wait to tell my therapist. She's going to be so proud of me. Yes, 100%. Of course. I get that for sure. It's like so great to have somebody work through all of the details with you so that you feel clear on like, because exactly. I think sometimes we don't engage with those things is because of the fear of what could be or like all the what yeah. ifs. And so even just like having somebody to process that with and like go in with a sense of like a greater sense of clarity, I think can be That's so That's exactly helpful. what it is. Like I felt because I worked through it with her and like she helps me get behind like where's this really coming from I'm feeling angry right now but that's coming from a deeper need what is that and then she just asked me a lot of questions that I wouldn't ask myself and I'm like a pretty introspective person Mm -hmm. but just 
being a therapist, being a third party, they can ask you a lot of things that I feel like you wouldn't think to. And then going into other scenarios, I feel so clear on my position, how I feel, where I'm at. And they're still tough, but I don't back down. Totally. Yeah. And I think too, like the nice thing and like the challenging, annoying thing about therapy sometimes is like, you have to answer the question. Like, even oh, yeah. if you were to think of the question on your own, like you can just some like, questions I'm not going to do this. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, you're like, I don't really want, I don't know. I think about this cause I've been journaling a lot more lately. And I think going into like an hour session is basically like live journaling with another person who can like, and I don't ever journal for an entire hour. I don't work. Right. I will answer three questions and I'm like, okay, I'm done here. You know? Right. And also you can BS the answer because also like a lot of times we don't even know when we're hiding things from ourselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you see it on another person's face and you're like, oh shit. Yes, dude. <laughs> the way when you say it out loud to somebody else, or I was saying something and then she was like, why do you feel like you have to explain or defend why you did that? And yeah. like, and then I looked back at what I was saying and I was literally like trying to validate what I was doing so much. And she was like, are you okay with that? Like, why are you sure you really are okay with that? Or do you feel like you have to be? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So can't speak highly enough of therapy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We were talking the other day and you had asked me, you were like, have you thought about, you know, like going back to therapy? Cause I've been doing a lot of this coaching stuff and yeah, like it's something that's been on my mind a lot. Cause I think this coaching stuff is like super valuable, but doing some of that like deeper inner work and like going back through and having somebody really like prompt you in those ways is really helpful. And my coach does that a lot too, which is great. Like yesterday, just working through my nighttime routine, she's like, all right, we're brainstorming. Let's talk about this, like get some things out on paper. They serve different purposes. Oh, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, and I, yeah, like it's the right thing for me right now, but I think this is, it's been a while since I've gone to therapy and you know, just thinking through some triggers that come up in the most important relationships in my life. That's where I really notice like the difference of going to therapy and not, you know, totally. Um, that's why, I mean, and because I was suicidal, but right. I mostly wanted to go back to therapy because I was noticing the current triggers in my life. And then I just didn't do it until things got really bad. <laughs> So the story goes yeah. <laughs> for all humans. <laughs> so cool. Well, I'm proud of you. I'm excited to see what else comes of it. I feel like you, your energy, like, and not to be so woo woo, but also like your energy feels lighter when you talk about like how you feel in your life, which I think is cool. Thank you. Yeah. I yeah. feel that. And I think just a lot of things have changed recently and like the transition was hard, but I think a lot of them have been really good for my day-to-day -day life. And one of those is, you know, getting a new job and working from home. Yeah. I, do, I just feel like, I mean, and I'm still a sleepy, sleepy girl, but I <laughs> feel like I have so much more energy. I was a zombie. Yeah. And just like so burnt out. Like, I can't believe I was doing that for so long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's wild. Like when I feel the same way about other areas where it's like you get out of it and you're like, how did I exist in that How for did so I long? Yeah. 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 And it's almost, it's just like a, why did I do that to myself type of thing? Like, right. And I know like timing wise, it always works out, but it's interesting then. Cause you just, yeah. Hindsight 2020, you see things with a different lens, but I feel like that too. So, yeah, and totally. we'll talk about that a little bit more in the episode. So I'm excited to get into it. So let's get into currently consuming. What are you oh, yeah. currently consuming? Okay. So 
I have been watching Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Amazing. I feel like people have been talking about this for years. I'm like so late Mm -hmm. to the party, but I don't care because I, first of all, I was like, I'm not getting Apple TV. Like I'm just not getting another fucking service. But when I got my new phone, you got three months of Apple TV plus or whatever for free. So I was like, okay, I might as well do it. And one day like I was working and I was just not feeling it struggling, whatever. So I put it on and it's been such a good like working show because it's like not that it's like very light. It's funny. It's not Mm -hmm. that deep. So it's a good to kind of like have in the background and just makes you feel good. Like I've just been feeling anxious. So it was like a great little uplifter. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been really good. I'm like halfway through season two, I think. And season one is really, really good. Season two is pretty good. Yeah. And season three is coming out soon. So it's like kind of the perfect time for you to start watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it comes out in April or like end of March or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. I agree. I was like really resistant to starting the show, even though I love Jason Sudeikis. It makes no sense why. I mean, I'm just weird about starting new shows, you know, but it is like so light and also like very heartwarming. And there's certain scenes where you're just like, oh my gosh, Jason, either like be my husband or also like my like dad. Like I just want to talk to you. Be my dad, my coach. I don't know. Like yeah. bring me biscuits. It's so cute. Yeah. Also, I'm yep. obsessed with Ray and Keely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. They're so cute. But yeah, so I've been watching lots of Ted Lasso. What else? I'm still watching The Last of Us. I can't remember if I've talked about that on here or not, but it only comes out once a week, you know, like in the old days. Yeah. So, <laughs> so OG. So right? vintage of them. <laughs> yeah. But it's a really good show. I'm obsessed with it. And Pedro Pascal is so good. And I just love this like pseudo father daughter, like protection bond that they have. It's so cute. I'm obsessed. And then I've been reading. Uh, I read Behind Her Eyes, which is like kind of, like super fucking weird, honestly. So, well, I obviously didn't read the book, but watched the Netflix, whatever. If it was, I can't remember if it was a show or a movie, but yeah, yeah. very weird. Like it, yeah. the preview of it looks really good and like very up my alley. But then watching it, I'm like, oh, this is actually so weird. Yeah. Well, and like the book, the beginning of the book was really good. And then it was just like the way it ended. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I but agree. Yeah. I feel like read. it would have been fine if it didn't end this the way that it did. Yeah, exactly. And then now I'm reading, I think it's called Forever Never. It is a book that is set on Mackinac Island. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hold on. I want to get the name because I want to get it right. Okay. So it's Forever Never by Lucy Score. And it's set on Mackinac Island. And it is the perfect, you know, like romance smut. Like it's dirty. And I love it. I love it so much. It's so good. They have like a complicated relationship and they're like fighting and then they're fucking. It's great. (laughs) And it's on Mackinac Island. That's so cool. I feel like it's it's so easy to not think of Michigan as like the most like serene destination to ever exist. But like it really is. And Mackinac Island is like the perfect example. I guess the author visited and was like, I have to write a book about this place, which is so so cute. She'll be describing someone and be like, oh, yeah, in her jeans and like Wolverine sweatshirt. And I'm like, oh, my God, cute. Oh, my God. You're like, that's me. I'm a Wolverine. But yeah, so that's what I have been. That's what I've been doing. Great. I love it. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I also just started The Last of Us. So what do you um, think? What episode? Getting into it. I'm only on episode two. Okay. I was episode like, three will change your life. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think know, it's but like, it changed mine. Yeah. I mean, it's not as like. The first episode was definitely like, ew, so gross and like exactly. creepy. Like I get why people are like, you're going to close your eyes because I actually did. Obviously like not as scary as I thought it was going to be, but definitely like weird. Yeah. It but gets, curious and it gets to, like, better. 
Yeah. I have to be in the right mood for it because we're also watching Shrinking, which is, um, I think I think it's an H. Uh, I think it's an Apple TV series with Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. So that one's like a little bit lighter, but also like it's wholesome. And I don't know. It's just, I love it. Sutton very Pasadena. Different. Very different. Yeah. So, and also comes out once a week. So like totally caught up on that right now. So just like waiting for Fridays, you know, to Ugh. come so that I can watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been really good. Also just started Outer Banks. I'm like, I think five episodes in. Oh, and the I first this, season like, or the new season? The first season. Oh, first yeah, season so is great. Very late to the party. Yes, that's what I heard that first season's the best. So yeah, I mean, I like it. It's just like kind of weird to watch teenagers who are like drinking all the time. I'm like, this feels a little weird, like glamorizing. Like, I don't know. I would think of myself as a teenager. Really? It's so so much worse. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because it's like, I think of Gossip Girl and I loved Gossip Girl. Right. But like we were younger too. True. Yeah. True. So those are the shows in the rotation I have been watching. Like, I don't know if it's like more TV. I've just been like more consistent, like my nighttime kind of wind down, like watching Mm -hmm. a show. And I like really look forward to that every night. So been doing more of that also still on my superhuman app like love doing a lot of writing prompts and like meditations with that which has been great it's like a good way to like while I work to have like focus music on or even just like positive affirmations like coming through my ears while I'm like writing emails or doing like the administrative stuff that like I hate doing mm-hmm. especially in the afternoon where like my focus is just like not there at all and like I've been feeling a a larger sense of, I don't know if it's because I'm on medicine. So I feel the difference a lot more now, but like when I wake up and in the morning and like at the end of the day, I just feel like really low and like my brain feels like depressed, you know, like I just, it's tough. And so I was talking to my coach about it and I was like, I don't know what's going on. She's like, you have ADHD. Like (laughs) this is what happens. You have ADHD. So that's been helping a lot. Just like helping me get through kind of those like few hours in the day, like get my day started and get it like wound down so that I can just make dinner without thinking that I'm like terrible for like feeling this way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. I think I am like kind of looking for like some new podcasts to like get into. I'm like not so into like anything right now, but that's about it. I listened to, oh no, maybe I sent it to you already. I don't listen to Glennon Doyle's podcast that often because I mostly only listen to podcasts about like dumb gossip pop culture stuff to get me through the day. You know? Yeah. It's like relaxing. Yeah, exactly. But I did listen to a really good episode on hers about boundaries and then another one about friendship and communication. And it was yeah so good and life-changing. Like, yeah, you sent it to me. I haven't listened to it yet. I probably will today. I really liked it. It's two parts, but the doctor on it is just great. And it just made me The things she talks about makes you really think about yourself in different ways and gives you better perspective on how you are in friendship and how you do have a part in and control over like how the relationships in your life look. Yeah. And she talks about and it has things to do with attachment styles, too. So it's really cool. So it's like a lot about attachment styles and friendship. But yeah, I just I really like it. 
Sweet. Yeah, I'll have to go back and listen to it. I feel the same way about her podcast where like I think the information's so great, but I have to be in the right mindset to oh, like absorb any 100%, of it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't listen to that stuff like while I'm like working because I'll either no. get distracted and then go down rabbit holes that have nothing to do with my job or like I just don't listen to any of it and, and I get like more overwhelmed. Yeah. I listened to it when I was driving to Detroit. So it was like, oh, cool. You know, you're not doing anything else. So yeah, 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 for sure. Cool. I love yeah. it. So let's get into the episode. So we are doing a little bit more, I guess, relaxed of an episode because we haven't been, we've taken two weeks off. So a little bit more catch up. Hannah and I both just started some new jobs. So we want to talk about kind of the experience of what that feels like, what it's been like for us and just the whole experience of starting new work life. Yeah. So little backstory. If you haven't listened to earlier episodes, I started a new job in the beginning of December. And M, when did you start your new role? I started February. Well, I think last week of January into the first week of February. Okay. So it's been like a little over a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I was working in office at an organization and left to a new company, new job, working from home. And you had already been working at the same, that company for almost a year. Yeah, it was about nine months. Yeah. So I got, uh, yeah, but the position is, yeah, totally different. Also, I guess you could consider like I changed markets for real estate. So that also looked very different Uh, at that time. So Mm -hmm. I think that like colored my experience of like, how big of a change it felt like, you know, but yeah, yeah, I had been at the company for about nine months. And so I was working totally remote. The organization was already remote, but so that was the same, but scheduling wise and obviously like roles wise, completely different. Yeah. How have you been feeling? How's it been going? Yeah. I mean, good. Like I, I feel like one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is because I feel like the company that I work for is really great in the sense that they like provide you so many resources. It's very like their leadership is really good where they like, give you, you have a mentor and you have a manager where you're meeting with them consistently. There's like all of our calls are recorded. So I do, I do sales essentially. And so being able to listen to, you know, everybody's calls with an organization, the organization with clients, things like that, like it's very simple to learn. And I still feel kind of like lost sometimes. And I think like, that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it. Cause I think no matter what kind of organization you work for, and I can't imagine like what it feels like to work for a place that doesn't have like the resources that mine does, because again, like still feeling kind of like fish out of water type of thing, but things are going very well. Like I'm getting my feet underneath me. I went live with clients a few weeks ago. So, you know, just trying things out, seeing what works well, but I love my team. Uh, The culture is awesome. Everybody's great. It's very much like we want to like grow and obviously like any quota bearing role, like you want to obviously like get to the next level, but sometimes that environment can be like really not healthy or like collaborative. And this team is very much the opposite where like everybody kind of wants to help each other. But with that, like you know, we're a completely remote organization. So we rely on Slack a lot to communicate. And so it's kind of like intimidating to put questions into like a Slack channel where I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like there's so many eyes on this message. Like yesterday I asked a message or I asked a question in the group chat and like our CFO responded to it. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid, you know, like, oh, yeah. So, and like, we're a smaller company, like we're under 300 employees still. So it's not like, and it wasn't, but, but also like, I was like, is this such a dumb question? Like, can I find it somewhere else? You know? And because there's so many resources available, I don't just want to rely on like asking, yeah. yeah, you know, asking people questions all the time with, 
you know, because then in my head, I'm like, oh, do they think that I'm not resourceful? Like, yeah. Yeah. And like our VP is always like, you know, everything is Googleable. Like it's not that hard to figure most things out. And he's very like, you know, always ask me questions. Like he calls us and stuff and is like just to check in. So he's great. But you're all like with that, you're always like, okay, let me Google this first. And then, you know, make sure that I'm not asking something that I could have easily found, but long story long, things are good. Definitely always feeling like, am I doing the right thing or am I like doing enough or, you know, like are the metrics that I'm setting in line with like the goals, you know, and like do these. So still definitely getting settled in and it's been like, what is it? March. It's been like a month and a half now. So that's another thing too, where I'm like, okay, I've been here for a month and a half. Like, what do I need to be focusing on? Like to get to my quota and still ramping and things like that. So, and I think too, like coming out of real estate, still doing it, still doing real estate, but coming into a corporate environment where the role holds more weight than my last role, just under like learning, like dynamics. I think I'm in my head more about it than anybody else because I just am like, how should I operate in the corporate well, world? Yeah. Cause that's fair. Cause this is really your first corporate job ever, which totally makes sense. Yeah. Cause it's like a whole different world and set of like rules and stuff. So I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, it's nice. Like we do like, you know, a lot of like team calls and stuff. It's nice to hear because like I just don't know what's even like is this normal or not like contract related or like questions related like every contract kind of looks a little bit different. So it's like working with 15 different accounts per week and seeing that many contracts and being like, okay, is this normal? Is it not? So and then so then seeing other people say certain things or like I'm probably not making sense right now, but learning kind of like, I don't know. I just don't know what I don't know still. So, but yeah, things are good. Like I, when I got this job, I was like, this is going to be like a life changing thing. Like it really just allows me the flexibility to like live the life that I want to live, you know, in a lot of different areas. And so now being in it, I almost have imposter syndrome as well, where I'm like, oh no, like, am I not going to be able to do what I thought I could do or what they thought I could do or whatever? So Um, I think that's like a part of it too. Like even when I got, was like going through my final interview, um, the VP was like, why do you think, like, what do you think you're not going to be good at? And I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I think I just am like, cause he he was asking it not out of like a, he was asking it in response to like something that I said. And he was like, why do you think you're not going to be good at this? I I I remember you telling me this now. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think like an internal hiring experience is probably a little bit different in that way where like he already knew me, had a sense for who I was. And like, there's a lot of other people there to like, so I think the interview was a little bit less formal than normal, but anyways, like it was just funny that he was like, why do you think you're not going to be like awesome? I I think it was, yeah, I think it was more of them being like, is this really, is this what you want? Like for your career journey? And why do you think that you can't have it kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think like it's, yeah, definitely presenting an opportunity for me to just trust myself, which seems to be a theme in my entire life right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is just like one other extension of that. But yeah, so that's in a nutshell. I'm sick of hearing my voice right now. So I'm going to pass the mic over to you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I totally get a lot of what you said. Like I, so I started in December and I completely changed industries, role, environment, size, like everything. So my shift was super 
different in a really good way. I, I was really ready for a change and I got it, which is great, but change is still change no matter what. So this is one of those things where I feel like I am experiencing what it's like to really want to change and to choose it. And then to still be able to accept and acknowledge the hard parts of that, which we've talked about before. And I feel like I was always like, yeah, I mean, definitely it makes sense. And like, that happened when I went to college or whatever, but it's like funny to experience it again and just be like, it's still true. Yeah. So I feel like it always hits you like a ton of bricks. Like change is just hard no matter what. You yeah, know? exactly. And like, I feel like it's so much easier for me to not have shame in myself when I didn't choose the change because then I can be like, yeah, of course this sucks. But when I chose it, I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like I wanted this, you know? Yeah, for sure. I get that. Yeah. But, and so that's the thing. It's like, it's all been so overarchingly great, but I think it's important to acknowledge. And like the point of this podcast is to talk about those other parts without making it seem like everything's bad. It's just like, no, even when things are good, there's bad, you know, it's like the yin and the yang. Yeah. I think it's just like, totally. I think it's exactly what you said. Like, that's why we started the podcast because like, things are always like you can always have a like a perspective of like yeah things are going great but there also could be like other experiences that are challenging or like yeah there's I think so both of us are in that it. boat yeah totally yeah so yeah so I started in December and I started by going out to one of our offices so I traveled which was really great it was a great way to start off meeting people getting to know things like taking tours and whatever but it was a whirlwind for sure so that was all great and then I came home and was like by myself in my house. And I was like, what the, What am I doing? Am I yeah. okay? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, and at first I was like, okay, well, I just started. Of course, I don't know anything. Yeah. So I didn't feel that much like anxiety about my performance. And I will say... I also am at a company that is, the culture is really great. Like that's what I looked for when I was applying for jobs. So everyone has been so great that I've worked with. It's super supportive. You know, everyone's really understanding and wants to help and everything like that. So because I have been in jobs where I started a new job and I didn't know what I was doing and nobody was talking to me or helping me. So I've been there as well. So, but in this role, everybody's been super great, but I, I do think there's like a certain adjustment to working from home or remotely, whatever. That's what I wanted, right? I wanted the flexibility. I wanted to be from home. I love being able to work from home, but it does leave open this uncertainty of like, am I doing enough? Like, do people think I'm doing enough? Yeah. Like, you know, because when you're in the office, you can kind of gauge what other people are doing. You can gauge like what your boss thinks of you, like whatever, you know? Yeah. You just have more to go off of. And also there's always the underlying reassurance that like you were there from eight to five at least, you know? So like (laughs) that was enough reason to get paid. Like, yeah, you know? And so now it's like, if I'm at home and I'm like, I, am I not doing enough? It's like, I'm in my house. So (laughs) like, am I even doing anything? Like, am I a worthless piece of shit? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think that's like so valid too. Like speaking of the remote experience, like, it just feels sometimes like it. there's more question marks that surround it. Because even when you have questions on little things, 
either it takes a lot longer to find the answer because you have to like dig into all these resources or like you feel weird asking somebody like 20 questions every hour. Yeah. So I think that's like so valid. Yeah, I think that's totally true too because yeah, you feel more like on your own trying to figure things out and when someone's like across the hall from you, it's like so much easier to just like shout at them or like pop in their, you know, door. But there is a level of me also holding back from that being like, okay, I I can find this somewhere and looking for it and being like, I don't really know. Like, and then I'm like, I'm, am I supposed to know this? Right. Then you feel dumb and then you feel like you're bothering people because you don't want to message them. And like for us, we... We don't use Slack. We use like Teams chats and stuff. And they're not like, it's not like those kinds of channels where like a lot of people are talking. So it's like you are just texting someone kind of thing, you know, which is like fine and we use it all the time, but it's more of a direct reach out to someone. Okay. But so I have definitely had to like adjust and work on my own perception of myself and then also my like willingness to say I don't know what I'm doing or like I'm overwhelmed Mm -hmm. because that's really where I've been at. So like at the beginning, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but nobody really expects anything of me. And so I'm just learning whatever. Like, this is great. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm almost three months in. Yeah. And I have responsibilities and I have stuff that I'm doing. And like you really learn by doing no matter what. And so I'm definitely learning a ton. Yeah. But I'm also like. Oh my God, like there's so much and everything takes me so much longer, which is so frustrating mm-hmm. to me. So like one of the things that I'm really struggling with is like, it's that I can't say this without it sounding like annoying, but like I was really good at my job and I took a lot of like, that made me feel very good about myself that mm-hmm. I was like, I know what I'm doing. I know what people expect of me. I'm doing more than people expect of me. I know who to go to. I have no problem asking these questions. I know what to say to them. I have answers to questions I shouldn't even know, like all this stuff. So I was like, I yeah, got and this. you were like famous there. Like everybody loved you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yes. Well, it was very nice, and I really enjoyed it. But that's also one of the reasons that I wanted to move on because I felt I wasn't being challenged, and I didn't see growth in a direction that I wanted to go in. So then I got that. You know, and so now I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing and there's so much to learn and I'm super overwhelmed. So like some of the functions of my role, like I do the same, you know, it's like writing an article, writing an email, whatever. So it's all stuff I've done before, but all of the information, context, audience, all of that stuff is different. And so things that normally I would be able to shoot off super quickly and confidently, like take me so much longer And I have really been in my head about those things. So I just am like finding anything else that I can do. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, let me like send this email or like do this administrative thing or whatever. So I don't write that this article because I'm scared. So Mm -hmm. I'm like totally procrastinating things. And then obviously, I mean, I still like do them on time and stuff and finally get over myself when I have to and do it and then it's fine. When you don't have another choice. Yeah, exactly. And then it's fine. And then like you get feedback and you learn and that's like how you get better at these things. Exactly. But it's just crazy to be in that space of like being insecure and like being afraid of doing my job. 
<laughs> yeah, totally. Because like, I think especially as you get going and looking back on your previous roles, like you 100% expect that from new employees, like where if you're coaching somebody or like you're, you know, just in the department with somebody that just started and they're saying these types of things to you, you're like, no, it's going to take a while to get you your legs under you. Like you're going to get feedback. That's how you right. learn. Like, That's you what everyone doing. said to me. Yeah, no, it's funny because like in our department, we have a guy that started like two or three months before me and then a girl that just started like a week or two ago. And so like this guy who just started is like kind of telling me the same things that like I know are true, but like I'm experiencing in real time. Like you just have to get going. Like contracts take me forever, which is so annoying because like I can spit out a real estate contract in like 10 minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. And now these type these contracts take me like forever to figure out. And it's not hard. Like the fields are assigned. Like they're not hard. Yeah. It's just like to figure out your clicks and things like that. It's like similar to you figuring out like right. I'm writing this type of content now. So it just takes longer and it's funny because like the new the new person that just started after me was asking me some questions yesterday and I was telling her the same things that like I know are true which is just like hey you can only learn so much before you have to start doing you know and you'll get there like you just have to trust the process and even seeing how much I've grown in the last two weeks is kind of insane but also like how much that self-talk is still present where I'm like, am I doing everything okay? Or like, I just, I think it's a part of like the new job experience that we don't always anticipate until again, like we're in it and it's like, what's wrong? Nothing's wrong. Like totally, you just have to get to where you're going and it'll be yeah, fine. A hundred percent. Yeah. One thing I was thinking about is like, so my role, we have meetings and are in touch, but it's not like a constant thing and it's not like so specifically structured. So like you kind of get to decide and work with your manager on like what works best for you. So something I've been having to figure out is like how to decide what I need in terms of management and how to feel good and connected and everything. And my mm -hmm. go-to is like, I don't need anything. I am just going to do my work. And if you need something yeah. from me, you can ask me, but I will not need anything from you. <laughs> yeah. And that's obviously insane. And <laughs> not going to get me anywhere, especially working remotely. It takes a lot of effort, I think, on both sides to feel connected in a remote work environment. So something I just this past week really worked on was being like, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm not sure what to do in this situation. And people have told me over and over and over again to reach out if you're feeling overwhelmed or you don't know what to do. So I did. And I was just like, can we have a call? Like, can we do this? You know, blah, 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 whatever. And I felt so much better in 30 minutes after we had it. And it was great. So yeah. I think like learning how to reach out um, is a problem for me in multiple ways. But in work yeah. specifically now, I'm learning that and realizing just how much quicker it makes you feel like so much better. Totally. I watched a video on TikTok the other day about that exact thing. It was this lady who is she's like a venture capitalist or something. And she was talking about like advice for founders and things that she started doing to like help her grow whatever. And one of the things she said was like, you have to be okay being like vulnerable and asking those questions and like mm -hmm. being seen in that way so that you, it'll just speed up your learning curve so much. So I thought of that when I asked the question that I thought was stupid to this chat that I needed to know in order to like create this document that was going to help me so much in my conversations with clients. So I was like, I could probably find this somewhere, but like I'd have to go through a lot of call, whatever. So I just put the thing in the chat, 
the CFO responded and it, it was like a funny kind of like joke response. Mm-hmm. But then I got like the real response after. But but yeah, like it, it does feel good when you're like, oh, the world didn't end just because I asked a question that I thought was kind of stupid or right. because like the world didn't end because I asked for help. And I get what you're saying, too, or like. I don't want to ask for help sometimes because I want to like come across as like somebody who just knows her shit and like yeah, has it together. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I feel like because like when you start a job, people hype you up and they're like, we're so excited to work with you. Like that's when you hear all the affirmation yes, of like, we like, love you. Are you disappointed that you hired me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is exactly how I've, I've been feeling yes. the last like week and a half or like, I feel like there was, yeah, just so many good feelings around like me getting the job. And I'm sure everybody like feels that oh way when God, they yeah, start. Totally. And then, so now I'm like, oh my gosh, like, am I keeping up the pace that they were expecting? So it's just like, chill out. Like, Literally. look at all the things that you have done and started in the past. I've always felt this way when I started new jobs. Same with real estate. Like yeah. looking at like, production goals and stuff I'm like literally how am I ever gonna hit that and I always do so it's like why you know I don't know I think it's just like a natural part of humanity where we just like sometimes can expect that like I don't know we shouldn't be feeling the way that we're feeling right well and also I think in our minds we're always like well this is different you know and it is a new Mm -hmm. situation so like you can't always draw the parallel, but I totally get, cause I've been feeling the same way. And when you're in a new role, like you don't know the pace that other people have. And yeah, my role previously was an industry that was very much like lots of red tape. Things took a long time to move. And that was just like across the industry. And now I am in a different industry and things move quickly and it's a different speed. And I'm still learning like what that speed is. So I feel like I have to do everything right now. And like I'm behind constantly. And then it's like, I'm creating that narrative in my head, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it like, it's one of those things where like, then I get in my head about that sometimes where I'm like, don't create this narrative in your mind and then do actions that validate that narrative. That's wrong. You know what I mean? Where like, I could get in my head and say like, I'm not going to hit the goal that they expect of me or I can't handle like, this transition or whatever or yeah I think um for sure I think like getting to know my goals in real estate as they relate to this job have has been like a learning curve as well that has like created some self-talk where I'm like is it okay that I'm doing both where I'm like seeking permission you know like from both sides Mm -hmm. um and feeling like I have to like validate the desire to figure out how to do both you know and so that's been an interesting like learning curve um and how to communicate myself if it's like even needed you know yeah do you feel like like if it ever gets brought up in whatever scenario you want to be like yeah like I'm doing that but it it won't interfere at all like and you're like they didn't ask a hundred percent like somebody asked me like are you still doing your podcast and I was like yeah you know on the side after hours she didn't ask when I did it yeah (laughs) exactly yeah I know exactly and I feel like it's like the like real estate complements my job I think really well and so many people do real estate like and you can do like so I just I think one of the things that getting out of my previous environment is doing is showing me my own limitations Mm -hmm. that make when I cross them or when I do things that are outside of them makes me feel bad you know or wrong or like things aren't possible and I realized like where some of that belief has come from you know so I think right well it's just it's it's interesting you get to decide what you do with your life in like all these different ways where like 
before other people had more say in. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think it all ties into like the moment that I'm in my life, which is like trust yourself, you know, because like I've always had some of those boundaries of what I can do because of like the environments that I've been in, you know, not so much with like this company, but with real estate specifically. And so now stepping out of that, it's kind of like, like you said, the change is good. It's what I wanted. It's what I asked for. Like literally everything in my life is exactly the way that I wanted it to be two Mm -hmm. months ago, you know? Yeah. But with that change comes like, whoa, it's like learning how to walk for the first time. You feel wobbly. And then you're like, why am I wobbly? I wanted this, you know? Right. And you're like, Um, what are my parameters? You just don't know. And you're like, I wanted less parameters. Like that's what I asked for. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, exactly. I will also say like talking about this and thinking about in the past starting new jobs has me thinking a lot about that experience. And it's been super different because especially when I was younger, a lot of the jobs I took because it was the job that was offered, you know, like it was, you know, what I applied for or whatever, but I had less choice because it was like I was graduating from college. I needed a job. So it was kind of like I adjusted to the environment that was available. And so in a lot of my previous jobs, I remember starting and being like, I cannot fucking do this forever. Mm -hmm. Like, are you, I would like freak out and be like, I hate it. Like, I don't want to be here for eight hours. I mean, that makes a big difference for sure. But also just like, I feel like I would freak out when I first started a job. And then I remember just taking a little, it took time for me to feel comfortable and be like, okay, I actually like parts of this. And like, there's some parts that I don't, but you know, X, Y, and Z. So like, I think there's an adjustment on that end too, where like in this role, I haven't felt that because I spent so much time really getting clear on what I wanted and looking for it and working really hard to find it. Yeah. So I knew all of those things would be there. And now I'm just like, am I good enough to have it? But in the past, I was like, I just don't think I want to do this. And then it was like, okay, calm down, like take a minute. And I think it's just remembering like overall that every job isn't forever Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be everything. You know, that's like a huge thing that I've realized is that what I, I want to get like my main three things from this job, but you know, if it's not the perfect job that I'm obsessed with in every single area, that's okay. Like it doesn't have to be everything for me. A hundred percent. Yeah. I feel that too. It's like, yeah. Like, and the, like type three is like very much like tying your product, like your job to your worth and things like that. And I feel like the older that I get, the more that that connection like dissipates in a positive way where like, I still want to do a great job at work. I still have like very specific goals around certain things or like very specific values or whatever but the job that facilitates those goals and values like will evolve and change yeah and as our needs continue to evolve and change so will our desire for like the work that we do yeah and so I think just like not putting so much weight I mean jobs already carry so much weight because they provide lifestyle and like you know Yeah. Or allow you to live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, and I'm speaking to myself when I say this, but it's like, don't put even more marbles in that bag of like what your job should give you in terms of like value and like right. satisfaction with your overall life. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, let yourself ease into it and like allow it to be like a malleable thing that can change and will. Right. And re- yeah. And just remember like 
nothing, first of all, like, especially when you're starting a new job, like nobody's thinking like 90% of the things that you're thinking. Nobody's, no. first of all, nobody's thinking about you that much. Like they're doing exactly. their jobs. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I think people are constantly thinking about what I'm doing. No, they're actually just doing their job. A hundred percent. And like, nobody's in the chatter in your head. It's like the same thing as like, they see the social media version of you. Just like you, like they see your resume, not that they're looking at your social media, but like, and you like put on that whole, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. They see the profile version of you, not like what you're thinking they see in your head. So or like, unless you literally have your webcam on to be monitored, like they don't see you while you're working. They just see you on the calls when you're talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Yeah. Also, I have been sitting in a $10 antique dining room chair for the last three months, and I am over it. I finally bought a new desk chair. I'm so excited about it. It looks so comfy. Put it together. But I can't get, like, the top half to stay connected to the bottom half. It's driving me nuts. Oh, that's a big bummer. I'm yeah, like, sure you will I figure it out. I screwed all but. the screws in and then it just falls out. Oh, that's not, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'll be working on today because I am in so much pain. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I bet. We were talking about this. I'm in like a, also like weird, it's like a mid-century modern, like looks cool. I like the look of the chair, but it's not functional at yeah. all. It's like not on wheels or ergonomic or whatever the kids are calling it (laughs) Uh, kids are always talking about ergonomics yeah I know those kids (laughs) just can't get them off it um (laughs) but yeah I definitely need a new chair been doing a lot of like post-work stretching because I just feel like my posture is about to like go down the drain yeah well and like you get so tight I know. Like, I feel like my neck is about to just like fall off. Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this episode, subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. We love the feedback. It's like a little boost in our week. So uh, also give us a follow on Instagram at totally.mental and share this episode with your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover or questions, you can always DM us. Have a wonderful week. Happy hump day. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.